0: Now, this week, we heard about the heartbreaking story of a Bancroft community. They are dealing with the loss of a toddler after his mother, a high school teacher, discovered at the end of her workday that she had left him in the backseat of her car. It's such a tragic story. And in the past 20 years, more than 800 children have died after being forgotten in cars. If you were thinking this could never happen to you, you would never make a mistake like this. That's perhaps the most dangerous thing you could believe because you are giving your faulty memory way too much credit. David Diamond is a professor of psychology at the University of South Florida. He joins the Kelly Katrera Show in 640 Toronto. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. Well, thanks so much for sparing some time. Listen, you have studied this phenomena uh, since 1980. And I have had uh, numerous people email and say, Kelly, I can't believe you weren't more outraged by this woman leaving her toddler in the car. Why is that? I mean, this is tragic. I just think this is not something anyone would do purposefully. And you actually have uh, put together uh, through your studies a hypothesis as to how this tragedy occurs. Can you walk us through that?
1: So if I may, I've been studying the brain and memory since 1980, but it's since 2005 that I've been studying this phenomenon of children forgotten in cars. And frankly, um, the first 25 years I was studying memory, I had no idea that a parent could forget a child in a car. In fact, it was 15 years ago, 17 years ago that a reporter contacted me and asked me to explain how can a parent forget a child in a car? And I had no idea. I didn't know what the, the reporter was talking about. And my knee-jerk reaction was, well, you can, forget, you can forget people's names. You can forget where you left your keys. A good parent just never forgets a child in a car. That was my reaction in 2005. But I decided to study this, both as a scientist and as a parent. And that's when I learned of the hundreds of children that have been forgotten in cars by really good, wonderful, attentive parents. And so that's when I've kind of realized that there is a phenomenon in which what we have is we're doing something out of a routine. And I read the news report on this mother who forgot the child that she was uh, being a teacher. And there's always that mention of how there's a change in routine. So we have a part of our brain that allows us to do something without thinking about it. We go into this autopilot mode. And it's so often in which you have the person say, I was going through my routine which was primarily going from home to work. When In this case, the woman was going from home to going to school. And she had the plan to change that routine. And the change in routine was to take her child to daycare. But the autopilot system of the brain takes you from point A to point B, and you lose awareness of the child in the car. And that's what's critical. It's not that the children aren't important to these parents. These are loving and attentive parents but it is this powerful autopilot part of our brain that allows us to do something out of habit. And when we do something out of habit, we lose awareness of the plan to change that habit. And this is why it's so important to me when people say, well, I love my child. I would never forget my child. These must be bad parents. And that's the real problem. These are really good ones. Not only are they wonderful parents, these are people who previously had said, I would never forget my child until they are actually one of those parents that does forget their
0: child. And you know what you're talking about? Because in your studies, you've talked about to parents that have had this happen to them and the tragic loss. Some of them actually have been incarcerated because of it. Although each case is different, they do tend to share factors in common that contribute to children being left in cars. Can you run through some of those factors for us?
1: Yeah, so the the first primary factor is what I just mentioned. Um, you basically got everything goes wrong. It's this perfect storm. And you've got a parent or caretaker that is on a drive that sometimes or often does not include the child. And so what we've got set in our brain is to go from point A to point B almost without thinking about it. And the illustration I want to provide, and I hope you understand, I'm not trivializing the life of a child, but just to understand the process. For example, when we are driving, let's say, from work to go home, and then we have this plan to stop along the way to go to the store. Well, we've got two competing brain systems. One brain system, the autopilot system, is taking us from work to get to home without thinking about it. The other is a conscious memory system that is supposed to remind us during the drive to stop the autopilot system and go to the store. So many people then can relate to this because what happens as we're driving, we lose awareness of the plan to stop at the store. We end up at home and we realize we have forgotten to stop at the store. We don't have the groceries. So I use that illustration, again, not to trivialize and compare forgetting the groceries to forgetting a child, but it illustrates how we have these two competing brain memory systems. So in, I would say every case I have looked at, you've got the driver going through an autopilot system Mm -hmm. and the driver assumes, of course, because a child is so important that you don't need a reminder to take your child to daycare. And they assume that when the point in the drive comes between going straight to work versus stopping and taking the child to daycare at that moment, the driver has lost awareness of a sleeping, quiet child out of view in the back seat. So, so the best
0: the thing that could happen to you is your kid is really fussy.
1: Well, I tell you, I've been contacted by so many parents who have said that my child essentially was saved mm. because the child made a sound during the drive and the wow. alerted to the child. In fact, Gene Weingarten wrote a, a, a Pulitzer Prize winning article 10 years ago on ha- because he was haunted by the memory that 20 years previously he had forgotten his child in a car. And just at the moment he was about to exit the car, his daughter made a sound, and that alerted him to her presence in the car. So many people have said either the child made a sound or they had to get something out of the back seat, and they had completely forgotten that the child was in the car. Yeah, yes, and we absolutely need a cue to remind us of the child in a car.
0: I don't have a lot of time with you. So I, I wanted to touch on stress and sleep deprivation. All of those are important. But, um, you also made an observation that each parent's brain appears to have created a false memory that he or she actually brought the child to daycare. You know, when we talk about this tragic story out of Bancroft with this high school teacher going into school and being there the whole day, uh, it's possible that her brain worked that way as well. Can you tell us what 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 allows us to create a false memory?
1: So this has actually been studied for decades in psychological research. When we assume that something happened, our brain actually makes a, a memory, which is called a false memory, that it actually did happen. So when and this is universal at the moment in which the person gets to their their the destination. The brain creates this false memory that they actually accomplished the goal of taking the child to daycare. And this is why these people can spend an entire day talking about the child, looking at the child's picture, and planning to go pick up the child at daycare. And this false memory gives them sort of the assurance that the child is safe at daycare. And that's why it is so horrific when they return to the car to find that their child has died.
0: Oh, I just feel so bad for this woman. I can't even tell you. It's, it's heartbreaking. So how do we stop the tragedy um, is the first thing that we have to admit to ourselves is we have a faulty memory. We can create a false memory. You know, how do we make sure that this doesn't happen to us? Because clearly, if you're too cocky and too confident, and you think you're the best parent in the world. That's your first misstep.
1: Absolutely. So surveys have shown that 70 to 80 percent of people will take that view and demonize the parents who forget children. They say, I can never forget my child. And so the vast majority of people are now um, complacent. They'll say, I don't need to do anything. I love my child. So people have to accept that our memories are faulty, and we can leave a child in a car. It is possible for even the best of parents. This is why in the U.S. we've just uh, passed a federal law that will require all new cars to have a child detection system. Um, I I think absolutely we need technology. You know, when we get out of our car, we've left our headlights on. We have technology that either automatically shuts off the headlights or warns us that our headlights. Why? Because the battery can go dead. Well, we need the same thing. We lose awareness of our headlights being on. We lose awareness of children in cars. We need technology to detect any living being. So dogs as well as children, they're both left in cars and they both die at horrifically high
0: rates. Dr. Diamond, somebody wrote me today or this week and said, uh, you know, we got to slow down. It's because we're moving too quickly. I guess what your studies have shown us is it's not just that. There's a lot going on in our brains. What we have to do is make sure we're aware of the pitfalls and the limitations of our brains and make sure we put in fail safe um, measures so that we don't make tragic mistakes.
1: I would agree with you completely. This is not about people being overwhelmed that we're moving too quickly. This is just a normal part of brain functioning. Uh, We just need help from technology because our brains really are terribly flawed.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I really hope that you've gotten through to parents listening. This can happen to anyone, and I just appreciate you so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and I hope it makes a difference for your listeners.
0: Have a great day. All right, Dr. David Diamond is a professor of psychology at the University of South Florida.